Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Chris, let's tell everyone about our brand new sponsor. Yes, new sponsor alert. Egg Fried, brand new clothing brand from our very own home county of Essex. If you're into street art, comic books, kind of alternative lifestyle, kind of gigs, watching cool films, crazy art, throwing a kind of little bit of Asian culture and a kind of slightly warped sense of humour and then you kind of get where they're going with egg fried, right? What do they make? They make punchy graphic tees, hoodies, sweatshirts, wicked art prints, as well as a denim range that's handmade in-house, which I think is really cool because it supports that slow fashion movement. It's domestically made stuff and it lasts a long time and that's really where we're going now. We shouldn't be buying a load of throwaway stuff. Absolutely, and they're supporting your wallets as well. And let me tell you how they're doing that. If you go over to eggfried.com, Go and buy some of their amazing garments. Throw them in your uh, basket. Before you check out, they have given you lovely listeners an exclusive 10% discount code. And that discount code is EGGSALAD. E-W-G-S-A-L-A-D. Put that in to save yourself 10%. And, and if you're not even up for spending money on yourselves, who else can they spend their money on, Chris? They have a kids range called Small Fried. Very cute, very cool. And that's also available at eggfried.com official sponsors of Hardcore Listing hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing podcast I am one of your presenting duo I am Stuart Whiffin sitting opposite me today via the means of Zoom chat is a dishevelled Christopher Glasson good morning do you think you look dishevelled today I feel dishevelled this morning my friend yeah I don't know what it is I had a good night's sleep who knows maybe my girlfriend was Punching in my sleep last night. Who knows? You you don't look any less kind of rough than than usual. Than usual. That's a wonderful <laughs> backhanded compliment. <laughs> oh dear. Right. Well, look. Before we um get on with today's show, we should uh, thank our, our sponsors. So um, I can see that you're wearing a nice t-shirt today, Christopher Glasson. Uh, and that t-shirt is from www.eggfried.com. Eggfried.com. Uh, is a really cool streetwear brand and they have kind of got they're very much part of the the, the hardcore listing family and not content at just that they've given a discount code so if you go shopping and you choose to buy some of their garments 
then you put in the discount code, Chris. Egg salad. Egg salad, and you will save yourself some pennies when you check out. So go and uh, go and follow them, and uh, they're on all the socials, but go and have a look at www.eggfried.com. Who else sponsors us, Chris? We have the wonderful love-beer.co.uk, Charles, long-term sponsor. If you want a bar built in your back garden, go and hit up Charles, and he will do something spectacular. You mm-hmm. guys have seen the films from The Whiffin and the bar that um, Charles built for us back there. And also, he delivers incredible alcohol to your door. Um, he's a, he curates wonderful lagers from across the UK and gets them on your doorstep. So in time for Christmas, go and check out love-beer.co.uk and you can see his uh, current packages that he's offering over the Christmas Yuletide period. Um, a lot of our listeners go and buy that every year. They, they're pretty pretty marvellous, aren't they? Yeah. And yeah. Who's, who's our last sponsor? Uh, Luke Van Boom from Bang Boom Creative. So I'm actually catching up with Luke this week. We're going to go... Uh, and uh, film a little um, video of uh, my friend George, um, who we will be spending the day helping out uh, Stuart Roberts at Haircuts for the Homeless. So we're going down to uh, the, 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 the mission in, uh, in, in East London, and uh, we're going to be donating packages of, like care packages, I guess you could call it. And, uh, and so we're going down there, and Luke's going to come down uh, and document that. So that's what he does well. He's an amazing photographer. Um, makes oh, you know, so many of the kind of weird, quirky little videos you've seen over the years um, have all been put together by Luke, and and obviously the the, the promo shots that you see of, of of Chris and I in various outfits doing ridiculous things uh, were all put together <laughs> by Luke. Uh, so yes. yeah, very much part of the gang. And uh, the other last member we need to shout about is our producer, who is Mister Seventy Six. So thank you, Seventy Six. For, uh, for, yeah, putting all of this audio together and making it sound pleasing to people's ear holes. Yeah, he's he's also just recently issued some he's a hip-hop producer as well, and he has issued mm. uh, some hip-hop Christmas beats over on his SoundCloud, which you can find on our social media as well. Absolutely, absolutely. So that all being said, my friend, would you like to introduce today's guest? Yes, I would. Now, uh, I, I, I bumped into uh, today's guest uh, probably sort of, Four or five months ago, um, uh, when uh, she reached out to me um, in regards to interest in in Pod Bible, um, because she's a podcaster, uh, not only a podcaster, um, she's a chocolatier, which we will be touching on as well, I'm sure. Uh, Amelia Rope, hello. Hello, it's lovely to see you both. I feel pretty rogue too. I mean, that's a pun on my name. But I, I look at Zoom and I think, oh my God, I look really white and washed out. But actually, like Chris, I had a good night's sleep. But um, thank you very much for having me here. Oh, you're welcome. As soon as Shu um, put me on to you and also mentioned chocolatier, I was like, oh, fantastic. It's because it's Christmas time, right? And Christmas time means chocolate to me in many ways. Uh, even going right back to the 80s so like at some point I'd like to know what your sort of fiber like yuletide chocolatey goodness is Amelia I'd like to know what you like to eat chocolate is is always good I'm mainly podcasting now but um I have got a chocolate bar one of my one of my sort of best-selling uh recipes is uh in the chocolate bar that uh you can win on hope and patience it's not for sale but I love chocolate so I think Seeing what um, your top five is going to be today, I think maybe the, the, the journey that you took within uh, the world of chocolate will come up in the conversation. But um, what is your top five going to be today, Amelia? 
So my top five is going to be the power of chat. Wonderful. Nice. So, so to break that down, that will be the top five, I guess, conversations that you've had that have kind of changed the direction of, of, of your life. Yeah, I mean, I just find that chat is, I am a chatter, um, probably like you two, and um, I think I get it from my dad, but um, I just find that chatting with people is really powerful. I mean, it's powerful in the sort of serendipity moments, but it's also powerful in building relationships. It creates an element of surprise. And, you know, my, my first point with the power of chat is the effect it has on mental health, yeah. especially in the current climate with you know, lockdown on, off, tier two, tier three or whatever. The power of chat is really, really potent. And I certainly find it really uplifts me. It doesn't matter where I am, whether I'm in the post office, local shop, chatting to a mate. It just, there's an energy that I think chatting gives. So, absolutely. have you, I mean, we all live in sort of very, very sort of different lives. I, I live in a, you know, a very busy household um with, with you know teenage with my teenage daughters and, and and my wife and and there's never a lack of of, of chat uh where, where you know where i am um but i do think that that kind of in, in regards to well-being I, I i do think there's 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 certain kind of conversations that i find personally will kind of help my well-being that might not necessarily be talking about what we're going to watch on TV in the evening. You know, I understand, maybe because I take that for granted, but um, I know at the moment, Amelia, you're living, you're living on your own at the moment, aren't you? So do you find that just casual chat is good for your well-being? Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point, Stu, is that I don't have a, a house humming with people. Um, I quite like just having the sort of peace, but uh, it is this casual chat. I think that's, that well, there's different different arms, I suppose, of chat in a way. But the casual chat is that, yeah, I don't have anyone to have a banter with during my day. And it's not a sort of poor me thing. It's a lifestyle that yeah. I have found myself in. Um, and so there could be days where I don't chat to anybody, in theory. Now in podcasting, it's changed. So um, sometimes it might be, certainly when I was running my chocolate business, I was so full on. It was just yeah. casual chat. It was sending stuff in the post office. And I found just the hello, the smile of you look good or how are you feeling? It was the sort of care with the chat and maybe in a family situation or relationship situation that sometimes does get taken for granted. And so you sort of don't think, how are you feeling? Or, you know, I don't know. Social, I think we're, we're quite social creatures. And I think that when I, I, I quite like my own company. I was kind of, my brother's 18 years older than me, so I'm not wow. an only child, but I kind of am. And like I'm very, you can leave me and I can be on my own for literally it, a long time. But I've noticed when I've had more trouble with mental health is when I've, I, I've, I've, I've gone beyond that and I've isolated and I'm, I'm not seeing my friends and I'm not talking. And I think that's where, you sort of like your brain can go down different avenues and it can make bigger issues of things. And I think just talking, and even if you don't have to talk about that subject that might be getting at you at that point or eating you up, it can just loosen you up and it can just make you generally feel better. I, I, yeah. And also sort of, of break, 
<laughs> but it's also um, breaking, sorry, I'm kicking my stool. Um, it's also breaking patterns. So you could be in a mindset where you're feeling yes. really low. And it can just, because I think our brains are such a powerful muscle. We should have mental fitness. We talk about mental health, but what about mental fitness? Yeah. So it's that thing of, of just flicking the switch so that out of that low patch, you suddenly get distracted. It's a bit like a child, I suppose, when you distract them if they're crying and you try and get them off the yeah. crying emotion out of that um so yeah I, I find it it sort of it picks it picks me up and I think there is research that shows that chat is 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 really powerful um for one's health basically I, I think what you're saying there how it can change the direction of thought is really important because when you're on your own a lot of the time you can you think in quite a linear fashion and you start digging a hole of in the same area of your mind about the same subject and when you speak to someone else, they can give you an alternative perspective that actually helps you move away from that rut of thinking and line of thinking that you're in. And that, that can be a deep conversation or it can just be, you know, more like just to take your mind off it and to change the direction of your thoughts. So that's it. Linear, linear. That is the word. I'm going to jot that down because it is linear thinking. I've learned thank, something new. I thank love you. I, um, a lot of our guests make notes on my wisdom. <laughs> I'm, I'm very much used to, and all, all the listeners at home, they're already, yeah, Chris Chris spoke some gold there. So yeah, I'm, sorry, Amelia, I normally should have sent you an email saying you should bring a pad along uh, <laughs> a, 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 and a pen, because uh, Chris will be bestowing some uh, amazing wisdom. Through <laughs> amazing <our> wisdom. <laughs> I mean, this is a gem. That Just that uh, is, has made the show for me. Don't, don't encourage him. I'm, don't I'm encourage sorry. him. I'm sorry. <laughs> but that is... But, we never thought with this podcast and like and 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 same with yours, hope and patience. Like you, you just we didn't think that it would be as important or useful for us. Really, we just thought we'd talk about sandwich fillings, top five sandwich fillings, and, and nonsense like that. But it's good for me, like as much as I probably wouldn't admit it so much to my, my good friend over there. But I love this. I sent him a message this morning. I'm really looking forward to chatting today, and that's I'm, I'm sure that's what I said. And. And and also for our listeners, we we had no idea that people would honestly listen to the, the sometimes the trap that we start talking about, and then people will get in touch and go, "I actually needed that today. I needed to hear you two tear strips off each other and talk about DIY and our failures at life, just to realise that we're all in it together, and life doesn't always have to be that Instagram picture." of a perfect scene and a perfect living so and that that goes full circle to what i said about maybe the kind of conversation that i take for granted is that is the day-to-day chat at home which maybe i shouldn't but but it is that when when i do a podcast and you know or i speak to somebody discussing something in the kind of maybe in the creative area that stimulates me in a different way and and that's the kind of stimuli that I like, and that's the kind of that's what is a distraction as well. Like, uh, and and that is the thing that kind of makes my you know that that helps me. As I've probably said, you know, many times, you know, this year's been a very strange year for somebody that is a, a master plate spinner that just generally is running all over the place doing things like none sorry, of that. Sorry, can I just stop you there? Who gave you that title? Do you know what? As I said it, I just thought, I put the word master in there, didn't I? And master that was a, plate spinner. Is... <laughs> that was a little ambitious, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm just nodding. I'm just agreeing. I'm going with it. Right. So uh, I'm a plate spinner, uh, semi-professional. And uh, and and I, I do find that 
this year's made everything stop. And so, you know, I've had to kind of look at the things that, 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 that you know, that fire me up and keep my, my head where I want it to be. And when all of a sudden you, you're not really allowed outside your front door, it's quite strange. So these kind of conversations and having, you know, recording podcasts, you know, as whether it's this or, or off the beaten track, which, you know, I do a hell of a lot of, it keeps me like talking to flowing people. isn't it it's it's yeah. a sort of flow in a way uh, 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 yeah of, of creativity and, and listening to people's experiences of that and and yeah and, and that is what I would say is the kind of chat that keeps my head where I need it to be and maybe I'm overlooking the, the simplicity of like are we going to watch I'm a celebrity get me out of here tonight and <laughs> are we going to have nachos you know that that is stuff that if that wasn't there would be harrowing but I know it's there and, and yeah, and I do take that for granted, I guess. So maybe I then look at kind of, uh, I don't know. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like a different. I do. Yeah. Okay. Thanks mate. Cheers for bailing me out there. I thought you was going to disagree with me and, nah, and really hang I, me out to dry then. But I, I'd agree that um, you do take it for granted, but I'd say don't feel so bad. It, Carol, Hallie and, you know, Leila, they're all right, but. They're, they're, no, they're no Chris Glasses, are they? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Right, Amelia, what, what have you got at number four? Uh, so number four is uh, chatting to a life coach years ago before anyone had life coaches. It was quite sort of, I suppose, wacky in a way. And it was when I was in a job as a practice manager. My Amelia, job. Amelia, can I just stop you for a sec? And... Uh, can you explain what a life coach is? Because I, I, I've heard it banded around and I don't actually know what a life coach is. So um, Mary Graham, the, the lady that I saw, um, she was to do life coaches really to do with looking at your life, analysing it and trying to improve it. It's not like therapy where you go back and you go over a load of stuff and reset it in your mind. This is really forward thinking and it can get you to change habits it can so for me with Mary, it got me to believe in myself. I didn't believe in myself, so it taught me self-belief. I can't tell you how or why, because it was just exercises that we did, and it's sort of working on yourself, and it gave me the confidence to um so chatting with her gave me the confidence to write to a guy called William Sitwell, who at the time was editor of Food Illustrated, he's big sort of foodie, and to write to him saying, I've been on MasterChef. A couple of actually rewind because basically, well, William Sitwell to write to him, which opened doors, but also to apply for MasterChef. It gave me that sort of thing of just thinking, I'm going to do it. And MasterChef was a real turning point. I was on it in 2006, and then I asked, they asked me to go back in 2007. And it changed my whole life because I left the job as a practice manager and I found myself through also writing to William Sitwell. Um, wanting to get into food journalism, but being told I was the next Juliette Binoche, you know, the movie from uh, Chocolat, and, um, and, and sort of propelling me into a chocolate business. So that chat with Mary and the sort of MasterChef and um, William Sitwell changed my whole life. I mean, massive, massive, massive. And I don't think, well, would it have happened? I don't know. But she opened a phenomenal, that chat opened a phenomenal side of me that though it's taken me, I mean, to hell and back in ways, it has been the most rewarding 
thing to open up my life. The people I've met and everything's just surreal. Do you do you feel that like you would not have made them them steps unless you spoke to a life coach? Uh who knows? Because I'm someone probably like you both. Um, I like exploring. It's I love chatting. I I was so frustrated in my life uh, that maybe I would have sought something else out. I, I don't know, but I do think that the, that it was a really pivotal thing. And I think it doesn't have to be a life coach. It just happened to me. It was Mary. I think. I mean. There are now, I don't know if they call themselves life coaches or business coaches or what they call themselves. Um, but they, I always think it's good to grow. I think we're here on life um, to grow and develop and to give and to share. And I think it's good to sometimes take a step back and look at yourself and think, where could I tweak just to improve myself? Uh, I think we all have, I certainly needed what I call sandpapering down. <laughs> In many ways. So, you know, I think we all need a bit of sandpapering because we get slack Absolutely. in our habits. Absolutely. I think that, that my friend... Chris, Chris, be... you'd need a grinder, mate. That's very, <laughs> that's very rude. Very rude. And I, I completely agree with you. I think that if you're not naturally questioning yourself and looking at yourself and reflecting, and, and, and I think there's a quiet space. I, I, I discovered that when I started meditating and stuff like that, and I understand that because for many, a long, long time, I thought that was all absolute bollocks and there was nothing to be gained from it, and it was just hippie nonsense. And then I started doing it and understanding what internal reflection meant, and, and we should all be doing that. And, and the people, like, some, some of us know it as an actual practice skill. Some of us just do it very naturally, not even realising that they do it. But I, 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 it's so much better for you. You grow like that. And also, like you say, it's interesting to say sanding down. It does help hopefully make you, um, you know, a, a, hopefully a more rounded human being by doing that. Yeah, I, I think that's really important to do that. And it seems that – how did where do you think you were going? Like, did, did you was – it, was it a chance encounter with Mary? Um, I think that um... – uh, I, sorry, Chris, you're going to have to remind me with the... So the question was, um, I, I do that all the time, me, very similar. Um, where, was it a chance encounter? Was it planned? Uh, that's right. So, yeah, Mary was basically commissioned by the partner of the doctor's practice to uh, help improve the workings of the doctor doctor's practice and also help me. I was. It was a big job being practice manager and challenging in ways. But and so I went to see Mary to help me in the job. But then I took her on myself because yeah. I realised that she was work. I was working so much on myself, and it really wasn't for the practice. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I'd split up with a guy who. Um, it really sort of got to me. I had a Bridget Jones sort of time, and and so I just needed change. And and so I probably would have left the job anyway. But I, I don't know if I would have set up my own business, although it's something that, as a child, I've always wanted to do my own thing. Mm. Always. I, I like, And I like that feeling of cash in hand. <laughs> you know, you make something, sell it, cash. There's nothing like that feeling of earning your own money. You can earn it through another company. But when you earn that, I, I, I remember running my first music event and dumping, it was only 300 quid on my bed in cash that I'd earned and I, that felt like three grand. It felt great. So, yeah, completely agree. Absolutely. So, number three, please, Amelia. 
Number three is um, I have a bailiff at my door and uh, I was in a really bad financial place and, and so it affected me uh, mentally too. Basically, I'd been encouraged by a bank uh, who were going to guarantee a put a loan through when I was doing these sort of flower petals and stuff in the early days of the business. And they said, don't worry, just put it all on your Barclay card. When you get the loan, you can clear it. So I did it. And then the crunch happened in 2007 oh. and the bank refused the loan. And so I was left with this debt, which wasn't sort of reckless spending. It was trying to no. support the business. And I went to a party and I sat next door to a guy and I said, you know, something about jobs. And he said, I need someone. And it happened. He lived down the road from me. He had a curtain company. So I went in there working for him. And a guy used to keep popping in who lived next door to the curtain guy, Dave. And he was a guy called Pat Reeves. And we got chatting and Pat became a really, really good friend. And he was the guy who said, you've got to do a chocolate bar. And he took me on working for him one day a week. So he just knew I needed the money. And and I was he was a very successful entrepreneur. And I was just sort of, he was just being kind. So I'd be walking the dog, cooking for his, he was a bachelor, cooking for his freezer, whatever. But I learned a lot from him. And he was the one who put the commission in for the first chocolate bar and he wow. helped me turn my business around so I had a product that was scalable, that had shelf life, that had marketability. And at that stage in the game, there weren't many posh chocolate bars around. So um, that that was a, a really powerful chat. Now, sadly, um, Pat was diagnosed with cancer. The, I think it was the day I launched in Selfridges, which was the first retailer. But um, he he was he was an incredible guy, uh, and he he died. But um, that that was a really powerful conversation again that led to a person who will always be very special in my in my mind. Jackson Saves the Moon. The incredible new children's book from Darren Garwood and illustrator Carl Osborne is now available at www.jacksonsuperhero.com, Amazon, Waterstones, and all other major book outlets. Join Jackson in a quest to bring back the moonshine, meet aliens from another planet, and fly in a rocket ship across the galaxy. Jackson Saves the Moon. Other titles in the series include Jackson Saves an Owl and Jackson's Solution to Pollution. Live the adventure at www.jacksonsuperhero.com. It's, it's so important when, you know, if you meet somebody that, that sees value in what, what you're doing, to the point where they'll go out of their way to try and nurture, like you know, and to try and help. And I think that's that's quite rare that 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 happens. I think in your life, you know, there's, uh, you know, I, I've got a prime example of that that we have a, a, a regular guest on this podcast who is, you know, generally known for being a complete uh, an, an absolute liability whenever he's on here. But him and his wife saw a little bit of something interested in an idea I had and and just said, right, look, here's X amount of money. Quit your job. I was working on a building site. Quit your job. You're not meant to be working on a building site. That's not for you. Here's a year's salary. Go and make your business work. Here's an office. Wow. And they, was, and they, was, was the business a master plate spinner? Was it was. It was. They could uh, at the time. I was. I was. Um, I was an amateur plate spinner. <laughs> That's amazing. So that completely flipped your life. As it, well. it, it's the, the one thing that I will go back to time and time and time again and say that 
anything, whether it be podcasting, whether it be, you know, developing the, the, the club events I've done in, in town and to the point where I probably would never have met Chris and, you know, and Pip and the people that have been so important in, you know, my, my career and, and, and the things that are not just, not just work, but like, you know, my friendships and it would, none of it would have been possible would they not have said, we'll lend you 20 grand and you can come and work in our office. And, and they're the, it's just one of the most important things anyone's ever done for me. And wow. yeah. And, and yeah. And it's really, it's really weird because, you know, they've both been on the podcast plenty of times and, and done the live show and, and, you know, and, and we ridicule him constantly when he's on, uh, but yeah, but him and his missus absolutely changed the course of my life through 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 a conversation, and uh, and yeah, so it is like that. I do think when you have them moments where someone sees value in you and and encourages it, they are quite rare and they should be grabbed. And and you know, thankfully, I grabbed that one and it changed my whole life. Uh, has anyone ever seen value in anything you've ever done, Chris? Surely not. <laughs> I can't think of a single thing. <laughs> I can't think of a single thing. Actually, actually weirdly, this kind of ties back to what we, we were talking about earlier, Amelia, about uh, reflection. I guess a, a conversation that I, I think changed me was a conversation with my dad. And I was working at um, uh, the financial ombudsman service at the time. And I, I was about to go through a disciplinary there. And I was so fucked off with um, the circumstances surrounding this disciplinary. I was really upset and um and I spoke to my dad I went to my dad and spoke to him about it opened up and my dad went how much of that is your fault because I was so angry at everyone and so frustrated by the circumstances and when my dad said that to me I was so I was annoyed I was annoyed that he would say that like any of that how dare you I've got a problem here well, well almost like you're not on my side yeah and 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 when I then actually entertained the idea of that, I actually realised that I was the architect of this whole situation. Now, it might not have been that it was done ever done out of bad intentions. It wasn't. It was all completely done out of best intentions and a decision I'd made to try and help someone. And it was the wrong decision. And that happens in life. You can, you can do that, you know. No good deed goes unpunished, right? But in doing that and having that being able to reflect and look at that i do that now a lot when i do situations and it's the best way that makes me calm down i'm so i'm so less reactionary towards other human beings now and their their own mistakes and i'm also capable of growing because i'm i'm prepared to ask well how much of that is is how much have i brought on that of, on myself and so many times the answer is oh yeah I, i'm actually other people might influence you, but actually I'm the only one who can do it. I, I choose how, if I'm happy or sad, and I also choose how I react to someone else and what I do. It, that was such an impactful conversation to me. And it was like, what was that? How much of that was your fault? Seven words. Yeah, we, that would be one for me, I guess. But no, I've not done anything good to you or added any value to anyone's life. To try. Oh, yeah, but- I get the violin out. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, but surely, had, had you not strolled up to me outside the club mm. and said that you wanted a DJ, yeah. I mean, that, that never happened. But no, I did, I did, I did DJ at somewhere in Chelmsford for you. Oh, yeah, you did, yeah, you did. But then that did, you know, that conversation, yeah. you know, enabled us to, to do, you know, 10 years of, of, of things together. I know, uh, it's been brilliant, man. Uh, uh, it's been average at best, but... Um, Okay, uh, so is it... So number- also, also, just very quickly, I think that the chatting you've got to be you've got to open up your vulnerability Definitely. so you can't just say you know how are you? i'm fine everything's fine i used to say that you know someone said, actually pat said to me i'll put 60 grand in your business i said no i'm fine okay close the door which is why then he put the commission in but i think it's that thing of just saying do you know what actually i could do with a bit of help or do you know of anybody I'm not always good at that because I'm quite shy, as you know, because he's trying to propel me forth in the podcast world. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. But it is. It's that thing of, of being vulnerable and just opening up and stuff. I people, think- want us, people like vulnerability, not because we're exploitative, but it, we see it in ourselves. And actually, to be vulnerable, to dare to be vulnerable, there's a great book on that, is, 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 is way more brave and doing something that you definitely know that you can do and you can nail or whatever, being vulnerable and having to expose that side of you is the bravest thing you can do, really, I think. 100%. Look at Stu's hair. I was looking at that earlier on. I was thinking, now, what is that all made up of? It's yes. like a sort of... Um, I'm trying to think of a chocolate bar that I could compare it with, but there isn't. Right. I'll tell you what, listeners... <laughs> That's what you need to do. If my, if my, are we doing just the hair? Or are we doing the facial hair as well? No, facial hair as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lot. What, what kind of, uh, what, what chocolate, what flavored chocolate would my head be? <laughs> <laughs> you sort of look like a teddy bear. It's quite sweet. <laughs> he does have, he does have a teddy bearish charm too. You look like a wizard, Chris, with your beard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. I'm not having that. I look like a teddy bear, and also he's bestowing more fucking wisdom, looking like a wizard. <laughs> what can I say? What can I say? What can I say? Oh, thank you, Amelia. As, as, a, as, a, as a, a known nerd, being called a wizard is probably the nicest <laughs> thing you could say to me. So. I'm not lying, Amelia. When this is finished, at some point today, he will be painting little figures of, of orcs and... 
and gnomes and wizards and all. You, you love all of Let that. Let me stop you? you there. Let me step you there. No one's ever, no one's ever in the miniature war gaming world painted a gnome. They've got no <laughs> value. Um, and I won't be actually, mate. But I will be building a spaceship. So there you go. That's my girlfriend's. Absolute disappointment. Do you want to do something? I thought I'd stick my fingers together with some glue. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. So, are we at number? Where are we at? Number two? We're, no, we're, we've moved on. We're at number four. Hang on, oh, go. my yes, list. So it depends what way round we do it. But yes, number four. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, it's the same thing, depending what way you count. Two or four. What you got for us? I did fail my maths at a level twice. So you know, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what I have to throw into the pot is I needed to come out of my chocolate business. For me as a person, financially, um, I didn't have enough money in the pot. And I, w- I became quite ill with an autoimmune uh, syndrome disease. I don't know. And it, it left me very, it left me unable to walk or mobilize um, my joints. And it was pretty unpleasant. And it just, it was a sort of pushing point to make me think, I've been dragging my heels, I'm living everybody else's dream, everybody goes, oh, you can't stop, it's amazing. And it's like, you know what, actually, I can stop. So there's a a good friend of mine who I've known throughout my chocolate business, who I was hoping would invest in it. And he said, I'll invest in you, but I am never investing in chocolate. Anyway, I met up with him a lot last year, just saying, I don't know what to do. And he was amazing. He just gave me an ear and we we spun ideas. And the idea through our chat, he likes to chat a lot too, was podcasting. And my friend became my investor, giving me the most incredible opportunity to start my life into my new chapter, you know, move into my new chapter. So that was quite a good chat. And so why why did you decide? I mean, that that's quite a a transition from chocolate mm. to, to podcasting. Why, 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 why did podcasting present itself to you? It's massive. And I don't, it's a bit like chocolate. Chocolate just presented itself to me and I fell into it. I mean, literally, I had no idea how to run a business, food safety. I, I'm not trained. I mean, I've just taught myself. But the only qualification I have is an aromatherapist and, a, and as a secretary. Um, I don't think they call them secretaries anymore, but you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, so basically... I've always wanted to, I've done a bit of TV with the chocolate. I really like that. I always wanted to be a sort of presenter or go and do a documentary. I wanted to do one, particularly in Colombia, where I got my chocolate from. I wanted to do one on farmers who are moving from the cocaine industry into cocoa. And I got people to pitch to um, the TV channels. And they all said, you know, you're not well known enough. You've got to, you know, blah, blah. And in fact, Gordon Ramsay then did a very good um, programme, Sir Simon Reeve. Um, so I like all that film production. Yeah. I'm, I'm used to being interviewed rather than being the interviewer. So that's a change. But I don't know. I just fell into it and I absolutely love it. I mean, I have so much to learn and I'm constantly WhatsApping Stu saying, I want to change this and should I be doing that and whatever. But I love learning. But I, the, it's the people. I chat to people that I really want to chat to. And... I'm meeting a whole load of people. It's a much more friendly industry than the chocolate industry. Um, I feel there's less competition and, and sort of potential backstabbing uh, in it. But um, so, yeah, I'm in podcasting, but I can't, like any of my life, I can't tell you that there's a really, really rational decision. I just 
sort of go into Intu- intuitive sort of thing yeah, yeah. And, and, and so for people that are unaware of hope and patience the podcast uh you know, how, how, you know i guess it's down to you to explain exactly what it is yeah download subscribe eat up hope and patience uh basically it is named after my two grandmothers one was hope and one was patience and i wow. also think yeah it's very right. cool uh, I don't know what my family think about commercialising them, but anyway. But the other thing is that um, I think they're two really important virtues that I certainly have had to have in life. And so on the show, each guest gets asked about whether they've had to have a lot of hope and whether they've had to have a lot of patience. But the show is really um, about chat with founders and we explore a bit of their backstory and then what makes them tick. And then I fit in a chocolate break because you've got to have chocolate and they pick their Mm. chocolate. Some pick really amazing chocolate and others I have to try and get my head around. And then we talk about how they look after themselves, which is really important to me because, I mean, you two know this, you're running your own gig. When you run your own gig, you can forget about your health and you're constantly on that wheel of just going for it. And I think it's really important that we take stock. And so they share their well-being tips and we talk about success and failure. So it's really for people who are interested in setting up their own gig, interested in the people who who have founded the companies I'm interviewing, people who are curious. um, And it's, yeah, that, that is hope and patience. Just to touch on, you know, what, what, what you said there about, you know, you do get caught up in the wheel of things and, you know, it is important to sort of, you know, take time to look at, you know, look after yourself. And, and Chris, you've had, you know, you've had a, a pretty full on time of it lately. And, and I'm always impressed that, you know, you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll call you in a bit. Like, I'm going for a run. And, and, you know, I've seen that you've been eating healthy. You, you're looking at me now that I'm about to say something and take the piss, but I'm not. Like, um you know, I just, I've, I've been really impressed. And when, when I did, you know, I've only seen you once in the last eight or nine months hmm. and, and that was at the live show. And, and the first thing I thought of was like, you looked really healthy and, you know, you, you, right. you, you'd obviously lost a lot of weight and you've been, you know, training and, and, and eating clean and, and, and I imagine not drinking very much and, and stuff like that. And I just, you know, and I, and I think you managed to find time to do that in a, you know, with a very demanding job and a very demanding situation, you know, personally as well, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, and, and yeah, I just think like, I was always really impressed when, you know, normally I'm like, no, no, come on, let's just get, and it was like, oh, I'm going to go for a run, then we'll do that. And I just think that's amazing that you, you know, you, you found time to still set aside that to kind of try and keep the, you know, the balance that's in your body right. and in your head where it, where it needs to be. I think you need that balance. And I think that, you know, without doing the exercise, um, and eating properly because that fuels your mind it fuels your per- how you feel you know it can exercise releases endorphins all, all those things your, your mind your soul your body they were intertwined and without doing that it would be difficult to, for, for patients basically me my, my mum has late stage dementia and I, I spend two days a week with her uh-huh. and uh, I love I, I love it don't always love it I pro- sometimes think I'm gonna choke her to death in her sleep or something like that but um, I love her to pieces. I, I love doing it. But, yeah, it, it can be challenging. And But I actually think that the exercise is – I think it becomes more important. Um, and the self-care stuff that you, you talk about on hope, hope and Patience, I think it becomes more important at that time. Because if you're, if you're malfunctioning, and we all do as human beings, mentally, um, physically, whatever, then you can't really be 
you can't do what you need to do. So kind of it walks hand in hand to have to do both of those things, I guess. So it's yeah, sort of building, sorry, interrupted. Okay. It's sort of building habits though, isn't it? There's a very good book called Atomic Habits by James Clear, who talks about stacking. So for example, with your mum, you would do that, which would be massively challenging. So you'd then reward yourself with the yeah. run or whatever. So you, you do a, a challenging thing with a rewarding thing, and it means that you get everything done. But I think sometimes it's certainly I've, I've found that when I've been really pressurised, Everything goes to the wall. I forget to do yeah. Pilates. I forget to do this. I grab food on the run. I don't really think about what I'm eating. And that is when I think we really need to take stock and think, you know what? I am going to have regular meals or I am going to make sure that I cook for myself three times a week or whatever it is. Um, I mean, I cook every night. But, yeah, it's, it's remembering it when you really need it. And maybe there's that thought process that if you've got it so ingrained or a habit thing in you, when you get these tsunamis coming in, it's yeah. so ingrained that actually the tsunami doesn't wobble. Throw that, that out, yeah. yeah, definitely. But also, like, um, you can't be perfect, and and I think I, I think where my OCD would would show up. I mean, I'm I wouldn't say I've got any particular OCD more than any other human being, but I think I used to like things perfect, and and like so I'd start a health routine, and then. Um, I'd, I'd miss miss a training session or whatever, and before you know it, I'm back to like drinking four pints of IPA and a block of cheese and a load of chocolate, and I've just completely disregarded the health plan. Whereas I know now that if I have these little wobbles, that I'm like, well, that's okay. I don't have that expectation that I can always always do the training or my exercise or eating right. I just go. What's most important now is to go let's let's just do once let's go back do training once let's not worry about the future let's just get back on it today and that has helped so so much helped me be consistent because i'm not a very cons- phenomenally consistent and i make fun of his master plates been a bit he's really good at that and i'm not so good at consistency but um i'm more consistent in most things now not all things um, i'm terrible at plugging our social media i'm i'm absolutely terrible terrible at doing anything like that well i I watched the the social dilemma the other day and it it explains a lot of what why i think i have my why i don't like mobile phones like i love this i love talking i love having these chats with new people like we're doing now i love being around people but i hate any relationship i have with phones and when i watch the social dilemma i think it helped articulate a lot of the reason why i really really don't do so, like phones, I hate them. I'll tell you what's quite interesting in that, Chris, is like the, the, the podcast that we recorded uh, just before this one, uh, we, we were speaking to a, a film director and we were talking about, the, you know, the, the, the power of going to the cinema and, and, and how, you know, the cinematic experience, you know, what you can sort of get from that. And one of the things that we didn't touch upon uh, in that is the fact that, you know, obviously we, we spoke about the fact that you're ingrained in this experience for, for a couple of hours, but doesn't ever involve your phone and no. and the same thing with podcasting you know it doesn't involve your phone you don't look at your phone you don't touch your phone you you you're ingrained in long form conversation and that's creating a podcast and i hope that yes i know a lot of people probably listen to podcasts via their phone but listening to a podcast hopefully you know we've we've had enough messages from people to know that what we do you know, as, as as farcical as some episodes may be and as heavy as some may be, they do offer 
a distraction and sometimes them distractions have come you know at, at the most important time ever you know when people were you know are literally thinking about doing some really really tragic things and and, and i do think that you know phones all of the things that you know i think we get enjoyment from probably don't involve a telephone and yeah. i think you know and it, it is it is quite quite scary when you you know you watch things like the social dilemma which is you know that's that's a pretty heavy heavy watch that and you know it does you know it does to me when i see things like that just hammer home the importance of things like podcasts you know of yeah. just that that one hour distraction where it's not super fast paced it's not like you know share like click it's like it's that whole thing of like right well i'm just going to get lost in in you know somebody's story you know for an hour there's not that visual bombardment either or the comparison of you know everybody looking so pretty and beautiful and businesses looking as if they're excelling when actually in the background they're doing they're really struggling um i'm a real cynic when it comes to phones i get i i realize that on your phone wherever you go it seems to have a uh, you know a speaker it seems to have um a camera because you get ads of a shop that you just walk past well how the heck does it know that but I'm really strict with my phone so at night I will often turn it off at sort of eight I do have a landline officially so that if yeah. my family need to get hold of me they can but I just find it exhausting and also it gives you arthritic joints my thumb clicking gives you arthritic joints so um yeah and social media gosh it's, it's really exhausting absolutely absolutely right what's number one Number one is uh, I went into, I used to walk past this um, charity shop that had the most amazing tapestry sort of cushions and stuff like that in the window. And I went in and got chatting to the person who was there. And they said, oh, you can always volunteer. Because I was saying, wow, this is amazing and blah, blah, blah. And so I then got in touch with them and I became a, and I still am, a volunteer business mentor for Find Cell Work which is a charity that supports offenders and ex-offenders by teaching them how to stitch the most incredible pieces. Behind me is my Christmas tree and I've got some on there. Um, And I was involved in the Open the Gate program, which is basically people who come out trying to help them prepare themselves to try and find a job and to get a job. And uh, I was mentoring the most inspirational woman. I mentored her for about 16 months And the problem that we had was that when her um, disclosure, so her conviction was shared, people would be hesitant and take back the offer of the role. And so it's sort of understandable because people are scared of taking risks. And if you don't know the individual, you might think, help. Um, Anyway, my great triumph with uh, my mentee, who I, I mentored every fortnight, was that she got a job uh, two weeks ago. And so I've now signed off from her and I will take on another person next year because I think the reward of volunteering, it doesn't need to be big. It can be anything manageable. It's phenomenal. And again, it's this thing of why are we here? We're here to give and share. And I believe that everybody deserves a second chance and at life. 100%. 100%. That's um so so through the, the the charity shop was the charity shop funding that charity. Yeah, so the charity shop was the uh, they had a pop-up and the pop-up managed to stay there for quite some time. 
And so they were, that shop was the charity. And I was just saying, this is amazing. And, and the guy and they were saying, well, you can volunteer. And I said, well, okay, I'll explore volunteering. I didn't necessarily want to sit in the shop. Uh, and I think they, they thought, because it was on weekend, it was just a bit clunky time-wise because I still had my chocolate business at the time. And I think they thought that I could potentially give more in the arena of coaching people to, to get up and running it. And the thing is that when you have an ex-offender, it's very, I've mentored for the British Library. It's very different from them because they, um, you're mentoring a founder, okay? This is someone who has got masses of, of layers to them, who's been institutionalized yeah. for some time. Uh, and, and I do, I feel very strongly about women in prison and it's something that in particular, I'm sorry guys, but, um, and it's something that I, there needs to be a lot of reform and I would like to get further down the line involved in that. I learned so much. That's amazing. I wish I, I, I really, I don't do any charity work or, 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 or I don't really give much of my time at the moment. I, I guess I, I, maybe because of my current situation uh, that I don't. But I certainly, I hear like sort of when you say about your involvement in in this media, it makes me think I really am missing out on doing something for others. But um, hold on a second, your your charity work is looking after your mum, so it's yeah. not. It's to me that's that you're doing your. You're giving, yeah. you're volunteering, you're, that is massive. Mm. So I think we can all do it in different ways. I don't think it necessarily needs to be with an institution. I, I should clarify, clarify, I steal from her regularly. <laughs> and this is recorded. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I, I guess I think, I mean, I, I think you have a certain, this comes back to the self-care stuff, is that you, I think you've got a certain amount of empathy and altruism that you, you can give um, but you've also got to have something for yourself as well. So I, I do think sometimes that, that at the moment that is as much as I can do alongside, you know, the, the other normal life responsibilities that you have. But, I mean, that sounds f- phenomenal. And to get um, to, 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 to get engaged with something that you, you, you truly believe in, and like you say, we've... we've uh, I really believed in her. I mean, I really did. The justice swung the wrong way in her instance and um so I did but I I couldn't be doing what you're doing I would struggle if my mother had bad dementia doing two days a week or whatever it is Mm. I I'm not good at that sort of caring yeah you get used to it but that's amazing that's incredible so so two weeks ago she she got a job I bet that must have been so rewarding for her but you must have been was well happy I was so excited and I went in because I hadn't seen her through lockdown we've been doing um it remotely the charity is very professional so you have loads of boundaries and and it's a very strict guidelines but anyway I did go in when um and I saw her and it was just it was it was just brilliant and we shared thank you gifts and I've said that I will always be there to support her which fine cell work are too and she started on the 30th of November so um and she you know she's incredible she does all this volunteering work I learned so much through her uh so yeah it was it was a triumphant Friday when everything else had gone pear-shaped I thought she inspires me persistency okay so she persisted she it is down to numbers she applied to job after job after job she got rejected because of the disclosure and she just went on and so for anybody who is in this horrendous rut of leaving their job you know of their business closing down or whatever 
she did this. She did this for 16 months and she's got somewhere. And I think that is really inspirational. It just yeah. was determination. She got knocked back. She became low, but she would just get on there and she would ping off more emails. Wow, that's amazing. amazing. So um, if people want to uh, go and check out Hope and Patience, uh, where do they need to go? Where do they need to go? Where can they hear it? Yeah, please come over to Hope and Patience. Uh, you will have a chance of winning a chocolate bar if you do, Bribery and Corruption. You can find Hope and Patience on Spotify, um, Amazon, Apple, Stitcher, Google. Oh, basically on your favourite podcast platform, you should be able to find Hope and Patience. Wonderful. Um, and also, just if, if you were to point someone in the direction of an episode, which would be a good a good kind of uh, episode to start. Would you say go to the beginning or would you say this is a really good one to, 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 to kind of where you get a real insight into what the podcast is? Uh, it's really difficult to say because I really enjoy chatting to all my guests. I think they've all got stuff to share. I think pick an episode that you can relate to the industry. So if you're into baking, Kitty Tate, age 16, shop, doing a film. I mean, incredible. If you want someone who's got a big name, Julian Metcalf, Pradamanger, Itsu, we've got Angus Thurwell, uh, Hotel Chocolat. Um, there's Amma who does the chocolate business. We've got charities. We've got uh, so just I think go for for just try anyone really. But if you want a hanger, go for something that you're interested in. Uh, you'll find that my style slightly changes from series one to series two because I'm upping my game. Wonderful. Amazing. Well, we're, we'll tag you in uh, all of the posts when this comes out. Uh, Amelia, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you both so, so much. It's been the best Saturday morning teddy bear and wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Amelia. Oh, thank you. Thank Lovely you. to meet Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Chris and I want to tell you all about our Patreon page. It won't take long, but we think you're going to want to hear it. Because you're missing out, quite frankly. All the more risque stuff that we sometimes think, oh, can we get away with that? Uh, We put it on our Patreon pages. And there's over 150 episodes uh, for our $10 subscribers. Absolutely. So for whatever that works out in UK pounds, what's that, about £7.50 a month? Yeah, for for the price of a bag of chips, for a Savaloy and chips, you can actually have us in your ears four times extra a month. That's four episodes minimum that we put out um, exclusively for Patreons. Plus, um, there's loads of... We video most of our episodes now and the videos. You can watch all of the podcasts now over on Patreon as well. Um, we put up loads of other unique content over there, yeah, don't there's, we? Yeah, there's, there's pictures there. It's basically our version of our OnlyFans account, isn't it, basically? So you, you exactly. get the sort of pictures on there of, of the behind the scenes of Stu tucking into a pot noodle, basically. Sort of stuff you, that shouldn't be available to the public. No one needs to see that. But that's all. We just thought we'd give you a quick heads up that if you're enjoying these podcasts, then be aware for like £7.50, you can go and listen to over 150 exclusive episodes. And there's some great ones over there with previous guests as well. Um, loads of names that you're going to recognise if you've been listening to, to the, 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 the weekly podcast we put out. And yeah, and also, if you are a subscriber, we're more than likely to do one of your top fives if you recommend it because we prioritise the patrons first, don't we, as well? Absolutely, yeah. So we, we try and sort of do as many top five suggested by you lot as well. So, uh, yeah, head over to Patreon. Where can they find out about it, Chris? 
patreon.com forward slash hardcore listing. Easy peasy. And you can watch an intro video there as well of us in jacuzzis and doing sexy stuff. With Gal Porter. With Gal Porter. Not doing sexy stuff with Gal Porter. Can I just clear, clear that up? <laughs> Gal, I'm not trying to drag your name through the mud. <laughs> and Scroobius Pip. Yeah. <laughs> All right. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash hardcore listing. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.